Preston McNeil loves spaces. The Pornicky-based animator, he's of Te Arawa and Tainui descent, has been collecting video games and arcade consoles for decades, and he's now realised a rather spectacular dream. Currently on show for the public to play at Te Aoha, a gallery in Pornicky, are eight specially designed wall-mounted spaces machines. Each is a bespoke object. It's made in collaboration with a leading Aotearoa artist. And I think the preciousness, preciousness of these machines reflects how, for Preston, arcade games have always been a powerful portal to other cultural dimensions. This exhibition came about, it was actually pre-pandemic. Um, I was having trouble with one of my big arcade machines. And it's, it's really hard to find people to service that old equipment, the, you know, the big CRT monitors that go inside the big old video games. And as soon as I struggled getting someone to, um, to service that, I, I, I started thinking about how we could make these smaller and more compact and more elegant rather than these big fridge-sized machines. How many of them have you got? Um, well, in, in the collection, in the Arca exhibition, there are currently eight, and I have a couple of old-school low boys and tall boy machines at home as well. Okay, right. So it's been about 15 years of tinkering <laughs> around with, with, with those machines and about 40 years of playing arcade, you know, arcade games, so... You know, it's, it's kind of, for me, it's been a long, long history and journey and it's kind of marrying up my love of design as well as playing video games and, and the love for animation and then combining that with um, contemporary art from artists that I, that I admire and, and I've had the privilege to work with, like Otis Frizzell, Phlox, and Otis Chamberlain, and then uh, Joe Sheehan, he did the Ponamu carving. Oh, it's beautiful, the, yeah. yeah. Gina Keel is um, one of the artists that I didn't know before this project, and I'd just seen her in Mahi around, around town. And, awesome, awesome work. And, yes. and on social, and I just really wanted to reach out, and I, and I thought her artwork in particular would look amazing in this form factor. And yeah, and it does. So, so you're a professional animator. That's your that's your your job. I'm an animator by trade. Um, I've been animating since sort of 2003. I, I was doing a lot of live action stuff as well, music videos, and that's where I cut my teeth. But um, a lot of just commercial animation, TVCs. And did, did you get your love of animation through playing these games? Do you think originally? Oh, when definitely. Did, when did you start playing them? How did you encounter <sighs> arcade games? My first memory of arcade games is when my older brother and sister took me to our local village arcade and I wasn't tall enough to see the screen <laughs> I could barely reach the the joysticks and just kind of hang on them and that was that was uh, the original Space Invaders I remember yes. that hold me up to show me that the green and black screen and I believe there was the um, Star Wars a sit-in Star Wars game so that was my first recollection and I guess just growing up, even in Rotorua, well, I'm from Ngongotaha, and you know that's on the north side of the lake of Rotorua. And ah, yes. We managed to have the arcade parlours in our little village. You know, it was any chance I could get with my, you know, grab twenty cent pieces and go down there and, and you know play Double Dragon or you know Time Pilot. You know, all, all of these games, uh, Elevator Action, just um, Scramble, all these real classic games. You know, when I, when I was really young. And it's a nostalgia there, isn't it? Because most of us have just played at home now. We don't have that same amount of public play. It's a really different experience. I remember being a kid and, and going to different towns 
or walking past the fish and chip shop and you'd be like you poke your head into an arcade or into a fish and chip shop to see what game they had <laughs> and, and you know if you check your check your pocket for some change and maybe you know play, play a couple um, and, and I think it's the camaraderie and the community especially when I was a little bit older as a teenager because I got right into the competitive kind of fighting game so you you would meet these street pe- fighter like street fighter was a big big thing for me by Capcom um, Street Fighter 1 and then Street Fighter 2. Um, you'd go in and you, you'd only meet these people within this environment and, and it's kind of like speed chess. You're constantly yeah. countering someone's move at a, at a frantic pace and you're trying to read the opponent because people play these games in completely different ways. <laughs> and I think that's what's exciting about it. There's a lot of psychology involved with playing these games. But look, lots of us did that, or still do it, but what, when did it turn into a, a, a kind of a collector's passion or a, a slightly big obsession? I think the big thing for me was that arcade machines are quite large and they can be quite gnarly to look at, especially if they're just sitting there all the time. So I personally was, I love playing video games. I don't play them that much anymore. My kids, I've got three boys. I love watching them play more than I enjoy playing now, yeah. but it's also just nice having a, a small machine that's on the wall that if I want to, and it's late at night and the kids are in bed, I can turn the volume down and, and have a few rounds and, and just have a bit of a nostalgic kind of walk. How many video games have you got in your collection? So I've designed these machines to play Steam. Um, you can load other front ends because they're all run, running Windows-based machines. What's, what's Steam? Uh, Steam's a basically a game launcher. It's basically where you can have a game library. I'm going to have to be your geek translator here today for yeah, so, a wide so audience. So games now are often streamed, and you can down. So you, you'll have a front end that you will have your library in, and you can download games into there. Right. Um, and with these front end, with Steam per se, you can um, you have modern games, but you can also find collections of classic arcade games. Wow. So you can do that. And these machines are designed to play retro arcade games, probably not the high-end games that you play now. And a lot of those games are designed to either be played on gamepads or keyboards. So it's not about physically owning the games anymore. It's the same as everything else. You can kind of stream or you, you can stream everything. You thousands and thousands of these yeah. games, probably. Tens of thousands of games. There's a, there's a large community out there that are archiving these games and... So what have we got here and here? How many games have we got that you can play actually here at Te Oaha in Wellington? So there are eight machines and I've kind of curated the game, a game for each machine just based on the aesthetic of the, of the arcade cabinet itself. But you can actually exit out and you can go through and, and rifle through the games and select other games. Okay, and these beautiful consoles, have you designed them yourself or is this a sort of a standard design of console now? So Arca is a wall-based or wall-mounted arcade machine. Oh, okay. And it's, I've, I've tried to stay as true as possible to the um, ergonomics of the old upright cabinets. Right. As far as the width and, and just having enough space and um, also keeping the screen at a viewable, a nice height for both tall and short people. So I've been very conscious of the, of the gaming experience as well as the aesthetic experience. The design itself is something that I mocked up in 3D. As a, as a 3D animator, I, I had the ability to sketch that up. It all goes to CNC machining. 
So I work with two main what, fabric. What, what's CNC machine? Um, it, it's basically a, a computerized cutting tool where you send you send files to the machine and it will cut out whatever shapes you send to it. I so, can understand that. Yeah. So it's um, it's basically a, a big uh, automated routering machine. And it started off it started off just using it to cut the basic panels for the machines, and and then it's turned into um, doing a Fakaido inspired carving. So I've got. Yeah. Kofi-Fi um, and Fakarari kind of style um, side panels on a couple of pieces that I've designed, um, which has been a process, like a learning process unto itself. That Māori cultural input feels quite key through the whole thing, no matter who you've got. I mean, that whole sense of Fakado and that carving of the meeting house or the carving of the console, whether it's painted or carving, and there's some, some beautiful Well, I wanted it to have a real, you know, Aotearoa flavour. Yeah, it be, couldn't be from anywhere else, right? Yeah, well, it's, it's got, you know, kupu Māori, it's got um, tākaro on, on a couple of my hero pieces there, right. and uh, which means play. Um, and I designed the type typeface for that. As then, well of course, you've got the Gordon Walters inspired with the red buttons and the black and white. So, yeah, the Gordon right. Walters uh, was the prototype. And ah. I guess uh, what I was trying to do mm. was to make a statement about it being an art piece. So I was just trying to grab something really iconic. And it's a, it's homage to Gordon Walters and, and it is amazing, iconic design. And within this format, I just think it looks pretty neat. And pretty my, dope. Yeah, yeah. So... so my wife Faye was like, "That's mine. You can't sell that one anyway." So, <laughs> so that was that was the genesis for the rest of these machines. A and a remarkable collaboration with with all of these remarkable artists to do something really really interesting. I mean, we've heard of artists collaborating on all sorts of things, but this is this is quite fresh, right? Yeah, I'd, I've seen I've seen other exhibitions around the world, but probably nothing quite like this where the cabinets themselves have been specifically designed and it's a collaboration of multiple artists at one gallery. You know, I, th I think it's, it's unique and, and definitely having Ponamu ball tops is probably a really unique <laughs> one-off, probably for that'd world be, first. That would be the Joe Sheehan, right? Yeah, that's the Joe Sheehan piece and uh, that was, um, I saw Mutter TK's social posts and I reached out to Mutter and I was just like, hey, who did those ball, because he got some knobs done for one of his amps <laughs> and uh, one was in Ponamu and there was a couple of stone pieces and they were just phenomenal so then I, I reached directly, reached out directly to Joe and, and he's really into this crossover of handcraft and technology yeah, he's, he's yeah. really into it, the co-pupper of the project so yeah a lot uh, of his work's been about referencing te technology right back to you know totally to the use of Puanamu as a technology yeah, yeah. Mm. and then Otis Chamberlain um, this the purple one this um, player one player two design was originally created for um, Dallas Tomita's cabinet that I made his partner asked me to you know make something special for his for his birthday and, oh, and that, that's also gave me the hurry up to you know develop my design and then get that cabinet sorted and then based off this amazing design I commissioned him to do another one which is uh, the one out the front there. Do you see this as, as a commercial thing for you or is it always going to be a passion project? Um, they're definitely for sale but I'm not looking to make lots of them I want to make more of them but it's, it is, each one I'm 
acutely aware of that goes out into the wild. It's, it, it's a relationship that you build with the person that purchases them. Yeah. Moving large numbers isn't really my intent with this project. No, no. So it's fine design or fine art. It's some yeah. kind of amalgam there, yeah. which is it's, it's, it's one of the things that makes the project really interesting. Yeah, and I've got, I've got some pretty kooky ideas and I, that I want to still um, create and hopefully... Can you reveal any of them? You can't just tell us kooky ideas and not. Oh, you know, I've got so, well, I've got, I've got some crazy, crazy ideas for doing some tuku tuku panels, but I've, I'm going to use really unusual materials to do so. We'll see how that goes. I'm hoping to do another exhibition in New Zealand, possibly up in Auckland. Mm. Yeah. And there's the sound of some classic arcade games, care of animator Preston McNeil. His exhibition, Arca Arcades, is on at Te Oha in Wellington until the 16th of September. And you can see some video of the machines. They're really rather beautiful up on our webpage.